I quit, I quit. I don't care, I'm not working on this anymore. My body's gonna hurt, it doesn't matter. Screw it, I'm just, I give up. If you've ever felt that way, said that to yourself, yelled that into your pillow, then I understand I've been there too. Today's video is going to be about frustration when you are dealing with some sort of joint pain or your whole body hurts or your foot or it's just your knee or whatever. We're gonna talk about some strategies that I have used to keep myself motivated even when I'm feeling really, 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 really frustrated. And we're gonna talk about things that you can use to try to prevent that frustration from kicking in. And by the end of the video, I'm also going to cover what I've learned about frustration that is actually a really positive thing. So if you're ready, let's get ready to think right, move right, and feel right. So the other day on my YouTube community, I shared a really wise post from a commenter who is in his 70s, and I got another comment from E. Maisie, who is another viewer and fan of Upright Health, and E. Maisie said, could you make a video about setbacks? I know you've mentioned having them, I'm recently going through one, and it's so discouraging. I keep telling myself, if Matt has overcome them, so can I. Thanks for all you do. Thanks for the comment, E. Maisie, and here is the video to answer your question. I have definitely gone through a bunch of setbacks as I've tried to rehab my body and get it functional again. For those who aren't familiar, in my 20s, I couldn't run, like I couldn't sprint from even a distance of one block was impossible. Uh, my left knee would pinch if I was walking downstairs, this knee would pinch. I just felt really unstable. My feet and my calves were hurting all the time. Just sort of this gnawing, aching, sometimes burning. And then in the mornings it'd be like being stabbed with a razor blades or sewing needles or whatever. It was just not comfortable in my feet. Knees were just weak feeling in general. In addition to the pinching, my hips were creaky and poppy and also just felt unstable and not very strong. My hands, wrists, elbows, shoulder, the right shoulder used to be like really, really obnoxious because it would kind of get out of place. I had a lot of things, and back pain too, neck stuff. I've had it all, okay? And in solving all these issues, it has required me to do a few things, so let's talk about some of those strategies. One thing you need to know is frustration is normal, okay? If you are dealing with some sort of ache or pain, know that that is a 100% normal phenomenon. You're gonna be trying to do things to solve the problem, and you're gonna get frustrated when you realize that what you're doing is not working, because you will definitely be trying things that don't work. But that doesn't mean that you won't eventually find something that works. So you have to keep in mind, even when you're frustrated, there is a solution, you just haven't found it yet or maybe the solution you landed on right now isn't yet applicable to your body. So one example would be, you know, you try doing some hip flexor stretching to fix some hip pain and it makes your hip pain worse. Obviously you're gonna be very disappointed because everybody talks about how important it is to stretch your hip flexors, but stretching your hip flexors didn't fix your hip pain. Oh man, guess what? Maybe for you, it's not your hip flexors. Maybe for you, you need to strengthen your hip rotators, your hip internal rotators. Maybe you need to stretch and strengthen your inner thighs. Maybe your hamstrings are a mess. Maybe your piriformis is super cranking and you have to stretch it out. Maybe you need to do some twisting. Maybe you need to find the asymmetries in your spine. There could be a lot of different things going on and you just haven't landed on them yet and maybe 
after you find those other more primary issues, you might discover that, oh, actually now when I stretch my hip flexors, it helps a lot, okay? So keep in mind that frustration is normal. It just means you haven't quite found the right solution yet. And I'm gonna share something about frustration later in the video um, that I have noticed to be a really strong pattern in my life, okay? So now, how can we try to prevent the buildup of frustration? How can we keep ourselves motivated when we're not 100% yet? Okay, so one of the techniques that I have always encouraged clients to do that I have always found helpful for myself is to pick whatever body part, whatever your concern is, whatever the goal is, okay? Whatever feels like it's not, it's not at its ideal. Wherever you are today, whatever test it is, right? If it's, if it's range of motion for your shoulder, range of motion for your hips, if it's level of discomfort, whatever the metric is that you're gonna use, you have to keep it consistent, okay? Obviously keep this consistent over time, but use this metric and think about how this metric was a few weeks ago, a few months ago. Okay, so if you do this, if you're doing the right things, you're almost definitely going to notice at least small improvements. One example of this uh, for me would probably, I mean, gosh, there's too many, there's too many. Okay, so hip pain is, is one really obvious one. It used to be extremely uncomfortable to lie on my side. Oh, and, and oh man, even more obviously, it used to be crazy uncomfortable to sit in the car for, even two minutes. It just felt like my, my hips, like everything around my butt and hip joints, uh, it's like everything wanted to explode out. It, it, like I, I just wanted to get out of the car seat. So if I was in the passenger seat, I, I would literally be writhing around like, God, oh, this is so, so uncomfortable. Just like, just, it just hurt. It just hurt. It just felt like it was wrong to sit in a car, like my body not able to handle it. And that was in my mid slash late 20s. It was bad. And I remember actually doing a long road trip from the San Francisco Bay Area down to San Diego. And I mean, I brought a strap with me, put it around my thighs so I could just do hip exercises for the whole trip, right? I was just like, hip abduction, maybe if I can do some squeezes, just trying to keep blood flowing into my hips so I, didn't crawl out of my skin, okay? So when I was rehabbing my hips, I have constantly gone back and done the rewind to check where I was before. Because it's not like I got to, to perfect, first of all, I'm not, even, I'm not even at perfect yet, but it's not like I got to the state I'm in now instantly. Let's say where I am now, I, I would give it a grade of like 85, 90% of like, what I think my body can actually achieve. Like I'm just, I haven't pushed it to achieve its 100%. It's not like I'm in constant hip pain or anything, but it's like, I know I'm a little weak in certain positions. So that's why I'm not giving myself an A plus, okay? Because I'm a mean, uh, very strict grader and I don't grade on a curve. So as I've been getting better and better and getting out of hip pain, I have been looking at, okay, how long can I sit in a car seat? <laughs> child's car seat. How long can I sit in the passenger seat of a car? How long can I sit in the driver's seat of the car? There was a time where it was horrible within two minutes. And as I was getting better, you know, that length of time turned into 10 minutes, 
That doesn't mean I was great and perfect, but 10 minutes versus two minutes is a 500% improvement. Not bad, okay? So if you see, if you pick a metric, you can see progress and that progress is gonna help you understand and really feel like what you're doing is the right thing. So obviously if you're doing the wrong thing, you're not gonna see the progress, but if you're doing the right stuff, you'll see. You know what, three months ago, my back pain was just terrible. I was feeling back pain eight hours a day and it wouldn't stop until I went to bed. Maybe now you're down to three hours a day and you can get it to go away if you do some extra stretching. That is a huge improvement. That's a sign of progress. Even if you're still frustrated that you have back pain three hours a day, which rightfully so, you should still recognize that you've been doing the right stuff if you're seeing progress being made like that, okay? Same thing with shoulders. Four months ago, I couldn't get up this high, right? And now, four months later, I'm, I'm up here, my shoulder's still not perfect, it still bugs me sometimes, but it's better, my range of motion is better. That's a sign to you that you're improving function, and as your function improves, your body is going to feel better. The whole reason you feel bad is because you're basically dying, right? You're losing function as you live the sedentary life in front of screens, okay? So, as you're restoring function, check the metrics. Do rewinds periodically. If you wanna make this a really solid, stable practice of yours, then just say, okay, every Monday, I'm gonna do a rewind. I'm gonna do a mental rewind. I'm gonna rewind four weeks, and then I'm gonna rewind four months. Or pick whatever time periods you want, but I think those are generally good time periods or three months. You know, a month ago, several months ago. That's gonna give you a good scope of what's going on, and if you wanna add on a week ago, that may help too because you may notice some big changes from week to week. Maybe surprising changes, who knows? Okay, so that is the big strategy. Do these periodic rewinds. You're still gonna run into periods where you're like, eh, I'm just kind of frustrated. I don't, I don't know if I wanna do this. I quit, I quit, I quit, I quit. Ah, nothing's gonna help me. And then this thought's gonna get into your mind. This thought that gets into everybody's mind who has joint pain. It's, it was in my mind many, many times. And it was, maybe I should just do the surgery. First of all, I'll say, there are probably some rare instances, I've seen some rare instances where people's bones were literally like disintegrating. And in those instances, I'd say, okay, might be time to get some replacement bone in there. But for the vast majority of people, you're not there. Something keeps hurting, but it's not like the bone is disintegrating. You don't have cancer of the ankle or the knee. You don't have a rotting shoulder joint generally, even if they tell you it's arthritis or whatever, torn labrum meniscus, blah, 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 blah. Those, aren't, those are not on the radar for me, okay? If your bone is disintegrating, that's, those, are, that's, those are the rare edge cases where it's like, okay, probably need to do something about that. I, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure that's, that's how that works. So all the other things, you have joint pain. It can get very tempting to think, all right, I'm just gonna go get the surgery and get this fixed. I can't tell you the number of times I thought, oh my God, my hips are so bad. My hips are so, so bad. As I'm writhing around in the car, I wonder if I could just get a surgery to fix this. You may do this for shoulders. You may do it for your spine. You might do it for your knees. doesn't matter where. If you're having those thoughts, I encourage you to do what I did and go do a little bit of research to see just how effective 
those surgeries are. And what I mean is don't stop at WebMD or some hospital's website or some um, department of orthopedics website because all of those websites are going to tell you the same thing. They'll all say, the surgery is highly effective and blah, 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 and patients love it. What you'll notice is when you're on those sites, they won't give you very thorough citations. They won't give you evidence and proof of the claim that these surgeries, whatever surgeries they are, are highly effective. If you go on to PubMed, P-U-B-M-E-D, and you start searching for studies on the efficacy of these different surgeries, you're gonna find some interesting things, not least of which is that a, a stunning number of orthopedic surgeries get introduced to patients without any placebo-controlled studies. Meaning, nobody ever checks to see whether the surgeries are actually effective when compared against a fake surgery. I have to qualify that. They actually do those studies, but they only do them about two decades after they introduce the surgery to patients. So for 20 years, they basically say, this surgery is wonderful, it's wonderful, it's wonderful. Get your spine cut open, we can fix it, and fuse bones and everything will be great. 20-ish years later, somebody will bother to do some larger scale trials and they will invariably discover that the surgery didn't work anywhere near as effectively as they were saying. Perfect example of this is spinal fusions, knee meniscus surgeries, knee arthroscopy, shoulder impingement surgeries. It's stunning okay so the, the the medical history here it's a pattern it's a very clear pattern and if you take the time to go do the research you'll realize hmm even though there's a lot of confidence about the efficacy and the way these surgeries are supposed to help your joints there isn't a lot of evidence to support that now we can spend a whole other video talking about why that might be but the point is the efficacy is nowhere near what you think it is supposed to be based on orthopedic websites, based on hospital websites, based on, based on WebMD. The results are hit and miss, okay? So let's just say surgery, maybe 30% of the time are gonna make you feel like, whew, I'm amazing, I'm fantastic. Because there are some stories of people who, who do turn out that way, right? Like they're like, whew, every uh, new lease on life, awesome for those, that minority of people. But when you look at the statistics, the majority of the people don't feel like they got a whole new lease on life. They feel like, well, it's a little better. So to me, when you're looking at this situation, the risk reward ratio isn't there. And so you can choose to believe what I believe or not. This is not medical advice. This is my own personal taking care of my body uh, perspective. And that is surgery's probably not gonna work. And it's gonna expose me to risks that I don't want. I don't wanna be under general anesthesia for any period of time if I can avoid it. I don't want somebody going inside my body and mucking around and shaving things, reshaping things, reattaching things, doing whatever, unless I've been in a car accident or thrown from a cliff or <laughs> had my surfboard cut my leg off, knock on wood somewhere. You know, like I just don't want somebody getting inside there and cutting around and messing with stuff unless it's 100%, 100% necessary, which means that surgery, I have to just tell myself is not an option. It's not an option unless I really, we discover that my bones are rotting, right? Or I've suffered a traumatic injury. If you take away that, that other option for yourself, it really helps you stay focused, right? 
If you think, ah, maybe I can just, you know, offload this on a surgeon to fix, it's, it's way easier for you to fall into frustration and desperation. If you believe that the surgery is gonna work, why wouldn't you just go get it? If, if, it, if it actually worked, I would have gotten it. I would have gotten a bunch of surgeries. I would have had everything operated on, but I've seen so many people get joint surgeries thinking, oh, this is gonna fix it. The doctor's so sure, like they said it's this, it's not attached right, blah, blah, blah. They're just gonna reattach it. And then they come out either the same or worse, sometimes mildly better, but with reduced range of motion or with some other side effect that they weren't warned about, right? I have a friend from high school who told, was told he had a rotator cuff tear, whatever, he overstretched, I think it was he overstretched his pec tendon, I think was the theory they gave him, and that's why his shoulder was unstable. So what they did was they went in and they like attached his pec muscle and, and shortened things up. So then his shoulder felt more stable, but he could no longer externally rotate the shoulder because they just surgically just pinned it and made it shorter. Okay, so great, you solved one problem and gave me a different problem. Okay, so in my mind, surgery's not an option. Stay focused, think about your muscles, okay? And now, let's talk about what I've noticed with frustration. I have seen very, very consistently that when I hit my peak frustration with any issue, especially regarding physical body, I'm not sure if this applies to everything in life, but it might, um, but physical body, physical function, I've noticed that when I'm hitting peak frustration and I'm just like, oh God, just, I quit. I'm probably one to maybe 10 days away from ma making some sort of big breakthrough. So I'm gonna repeat that. When I have reached peak frustration trying to solve an issue, that's when I'm within 10 days of solving that issue. I don't know why that is, I just know that that seems to be the pattern. I've felt that with my hips many, many times. It was just like, God, why can't I figure out this one thing? And then I figure it out. That relies on the fact that I have already ruled out surgery for myself because chasing down surgery as a potential cure for me means, okay, I gotta go see this doctor, see this doctor, get these tests, da 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 da, all these things. And that's all for an outcome that is just as unpredictable as doing things for myself and probably more unpredictable than doing things for my own body. At least I know exercise has good evidence that it can change function and it can build strength, improve bone density, improve flexibility, improve everything. And it doesn't involve me sitting in a hospital bed or sitting at home on a couch for six months recovering from having somebody cut and slice and dice things. Okay, so when you are hitting peak frustration, I want you to remember, take, take stock, okay? And, and let me know in the comments if you end up noticing this too, or if you've already seen this. Roughly 10 days, within that 10 day period, from when you hit peak frustration, you figure out the solution, or something changes and you're like, oh, sweet. I, I mean, I know this is also applied to, to surfing for me. Like I can feel like, I'm, I'm hitting a block, there's a skill block where I'm just like, I don't understand how to do this. This doesn't make sense. Why, maybe I just won't ever learn this. And I just grind and keep grinding. I'm like, okay, well maybe, okay, maybe I'll just stop. I'll stop for a little bit, I'll come back to it and I'll come back to it. And then somewhere in there, suddenly, oh, 
oh, oh, oh, this makes so much sense. Why couldn't I figure that out before? Okay, so be patient, right? This is just a question of patience. Hey Maisie, this is probably the longest video answer you'll ever get in your life. If you're watching this and you're not eMaisie and you have questions, drop them in the comments. If you wanna just say thank you, I also super appreciate that. Um, just write a thank you note in the comments. I really, 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 really appreciate those. I've seen some amazing stories of recovery from different people. So thank you everybody. And if you wanna say thank you with money and, and give me all the money you've earned in your life, then I appreciate it. You can do that too. If you don't wanna do that, but you just want to support this channel with a small amount, you can do that by hitting the thanks button, use the donation links you'll find in the description box, and you can use the join button on YouTube. If you want more videos to help you understand your body, to move your body well, be sure to check out these videos here. Like, share, and subscribe. And as always, I hope you remember that pain sucks, life shouldn't.